We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Ross Uglum, Ross Uglum, and Ross. We are at a point where our quarterback is about to emerge from the darkness with an with allegedly, allegedly, a solution, an idea a thought, whatever, whatever it may be. And I think we are at the point where we are about to find out what direction this team is going to go. Now, I say that, and we could be sitting here for another several months talking about the same topic, but it does seem to me that with all the quarterback carousel starting to kind of be put in motion with one Derek Carr visiting the New York Jets, that may push the Packers to uh, kind of get their decision from their quarterback a little bit quicker. And let me just frame it for you that way. You are the New York Jets, a team that has been very outspoken about wanting to bring in a veteran quarterback for their young team. The options presented to you are Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Um both of them have their benefits, I guess, from a you know logistical standpoint of how you want to build your team. Uh, but let's say you're Robert Sala, and you're sitting there, 
talking to your uh, to talking to Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, all the guys. What do you want to do? Try to look at it as objectively as you can, Ross. You're the Jets. What do you want to do? Well, you know, I think it depends on how close you think you are, right? Because um, Derek Carr doesn't cost you anything, right? It's just money. Like whatever amount of money you feel like you want to pay him. There's no draft compensation. You don't have to stress out about any of that. You just do whatever you do or do not want to do. Uh, and, and that's, I think, obviously the, the big difference in the two. Um, at the same time, you know, uh, I think everybody is well or, or understands certainly, um, you know, that uh, Derek Carr is unwanted and, and maybe to a degree, I guess, Aaron Rodgers could be looked at as unwanted, but Derek Carr is literally unwanted by his former team. There's no real concrete reason to move on from Derek Carr other than that he wasn't playing well enough or they weren't winning enough. And uh, they had just basically traded for his best friend and Devontae Adams. So I don't know. It's all very interesting to me, I guess. Uh, to me, I look at it like Derek Carr is Derek Carr, and he is, I think, at his best, probably a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Maybe his sure. best, best season, you could make an argument that he's flirting with that top 10 range. But I don't know if you get that out of him anymore. And I've heard some people say, you know, hey, well, Derek Carr, you get him for five, six, seven more years. And I don't know if that's a Do good thing or not. That? Do you want, right, right? Do you want that's to live that life? I don't know if that's – and, like, with Rodgers, like, well, you only get him for two, two to three. Okay. And, and like, for that, it's like, okay, well, give me the give me the the heavyweight boxer. You know, give me those two years with those powerful punches, and then it's done, and it's over. And then you reset the whole thing. You know, it's – I feel like it's more bang – I mean, it's – bang for your buck is the wrong way to put it, but it's it's more it's more power for a shorter period of time. It's going to make your team better – and and then you move on from it. Now, that's you know that's me here sitting there saying that as someone that wants the Packers to get as much as they possibly can out of this guy if they want to trade him. Um, I still very much can see a world where they bring him back, um, regardless of the the stuff that was reported the last few days, starting with the Bob McGinn article, um, talking basically just about how hey. Packers are disgusted with him. <laughs> disgusted with him was the phrasing. And they're ready to move on. And say what you want about Bob. Uh, I think that I think that he's been widely criticized in the last several years for um, being wrong about things, um, for maybe not being as in touch as he used to be. Uh, but I do know talking to uh, – I talked to Tyler uh, – Ty Dunn about the article. And he just said, hey, Bob feels really good about this one. Bob feels really good about this one. And and I, I trust Ty. And what goes with that too, Ross, is then the very next day, Tom Silverstein, who doesn't miss. I mean, as far as guys that I respect on the Green Bay on, on the Packers beat, he's number one with a bullet. Just because he he does such a good job of removing himself away from uh, the human, the human aspect of it. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but uh, he looks at things so objectively 
I think. And he does such a good job with that. Not that other people don't, but he's just such, he's just really good. And he came out the very next day with his article talking about how, hey, Goody had said to someone that he thinks it's time to move on. All that stuff starting to add up. I mean, right, Ross, you're you're looking at, uh, so Spoon said it, uh, McGinn said it, Rappaport said it, Peter King has said it, Scheffner said it. All these guys are kind of on the same page where they're basically saying the Packers seemingly are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I think I think someone put it that way. The the cumulative information is starting to point really in one direction. And when that starts happening, Ross, and tell me if I'm wrong here, when that stuff start starts happening in the NFL, it usually happens. You know, I can't think of a lot of times where everything is kind of being wi- widely reported as a certain way and then it not happening that way. And just because QB1 says nobody knows shit about him doesn't mean it's right. You know, this is this guy has been uh, – a lot of the reporting on him in the last several years has been correct, um, even if it wasn't perceived as correct right away. Um, it has eventually come to the surface that the reports that whatever was out there had a lot of merit to it. Um, and I think that's, this is another instance of that. Um, but one thing that I do want to talk about, because that stuff, what I'm mentioning is stuff that if you're following along is nothing new. Um, but our buddy Jason Wilde had a tweet, I think it was today or yesterday or in the last 48 hours, um, talking about, you know, who has the leverage? Who has the leverage in this situation? Is it the Packers or is it Aaron Rodgers? And and Wildy's point that he was making was basically the contract that Aaron Rodgers just signed, the new one he just signed last year, would indicate to him that Aaron Rodgers has the majority of the leverage. And I guess, how do you feel about that, Ross? Where do you think the leverage and the power lies in this entire situation? Is it skewed towards the Packers or is it skewed towards the player, Aaron Rodgers? Well, at least partially it's skewed towards the Packers in the sense that he's under contract, right? And he, the way this thing is structured, I think he has like 60 million reasons to play football this year. Uh-huh. So that's a big deal. Um, and there's no no trade clause. As far as I understand that there's no no trade clause, like he doesn't actually have to approve a trade. Now, he can threaten to not play. Um, he can say that, you know, he definitely won't play for multiple seasons and just, you know, kind of openly admit like, hey, this is about the money. Like once I get this 60 million for playing this year, I'm out. And that would drive down his trade market. I, I think without question, it would drive down his trade market. Now, that all said, like, it's still a pretty good position for the Packers to be in because you want to play hardball with the Packers? Okay, cool. We'll just have a four-time MVP starting quarterback. Like, we really don't care. Mm-hmm. And we'll just let Love go and sign whoever the next person is. And we did enough of that last week. But, like, the Packers can tell the Jets, the Raiders, the Falcons, whomever, wants to get involved the saints the panthers even the 49ers which like they don't even have picks so i don't know what that would be but um you know all these teams tampa i go on and on there's teams without teams left and right without quarterbacks um 
I, I just, man, for me, I just think, yes, Rodgers has some leverage, but it's, I don't even think it's 50% of it because, yeah, he can retire. I, I get that he can retire. I just don't think he's going to. And I think, I think more than anything else, I think what he's looking for clarity on when he, when he's doing his, his retreat is not whether or not he wants to play for the Packers. I think it's whether or not he wants to play because I, I, and this is, this is completely unsourced just from what I'm gathering. It, it just really seems like the Packers, if he says he wants to play, then they say, okay, well, we want to move on with love. And I think he ha- has to come to terms with the fact that, okay, well then I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to be playing for another team. And, you know, you've never put anything past this guy just because he's done stuff before in the past that just kind of makes you scratch your head or uh, surprises you a little bit. Um, and I think that's kind of what where we're at. And I think, honestly, that's kind of why the Packers are kind of ready to move on too, um, just for the sake of continuity with this team um, on, on what they want to do and being able to control um, – control their team, uh, control their narrative, to steal a phrase from the quarterback himself. Uh, But that's, you know, that's something that we've talked about. We probably already talked about too much again today. And there's another, and we were talking about this earlier, Ross, and there's another scenario that I think is really interesting. And I think it's worth exploring and talking about. And I, and I know this is going to ruffle some people's feathers because when you bring it up, uh, people don't take to it necessarily super kindly. And it has nothing to do with the player himself. It has nothing to do with the what he's given to the organization. Um, I think it has everything to do with just kind of where this team might be at. And in your Mock Draft Monday yesterday, Ross, you shipped off four-time, what is it, four-time, five-time, I don't remember what it was, all-pro left tackle David Bakhtiari for a, a late first-round draft pick from the Cincinnati Bengals, who I'm sure Cincinnati would love to have David Bakhtiari on their team. Um, as a team that struggled to put competent offensive line play together, he would be a cog for them immediately. Um, but walk us walk us through that, Ross. Your kind of your thought process with Bakhtiari, where he's at right now, and why that might be a a path. Maybe not the best path, but it's certainly a path that this team could take uh, moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, you know, my, my, it's really an admission that this didn't work, right? It's an admission that like, okay, it didn't work. You got to move on. And to move on, I need some financial flexibility. If I'm, if I'm Brian Gutekunst and right now, I think you have a chance like, and, and again, you have to, well, you don't have to, you can roll with Nijman and, and, um, uh, Tom and then have, Elton Jenkins be your tackle depth, which he has done in the past. I mean, you could do that, but in this instance, in this mock draft Monday, I did grab a, uh, a tackle in Dewan Jones, who I I think is an excellent right tackle, even in a ZBS. I think he's going to test really well. If he doesn't, it'll change things for me just because he'll become kind of scheme, scheme specific, excuse me. Um, cause you gotta, you do have to be able to move even at right tackle, but he's just a mammoth human. Um, and he's exciting to me, but, but I, I would be very excited about it. A, a, you know, Zach, Tom left tackle, Dewan Jones, right tackle, Yosh Nijman swing tackle situation. I think that's excellent. I think, um, you know, Zach, Tom has already proven to me that he can be a left tackle in this league. Um, uh, probably, you know, not perennial first team, all pro like, like David Bakhtiari was, but, at this point, man, for what Zach Tom is making, I'll take the flexibility. I'll take the the ability to improve my team down the road. I just don't know that David Bakhtiari is going to be on the next championship team of the Green Bay Packers, and that's what I'm trying to build. That's what matters to me. So, um, yeah, that that's what I did. Yeah, I traded Rodgers. I traded Bakhtiari. Um, ended up with Tyree Wilson and then went super heavy on offense and and really enjoyed the guys that we got. Um, Tyree, or excuse me, JSN from Ohio State, kind of your big slot. Josh Downs, kind of your deep slot. Uh, Luke Musgrave, a tight end you and I both really like. And then added Kyle Juszczyk, clone Hunter Lipke from North Dakota State later. Uh, took a couple flyers on some corners in Darius Rush and Riley Moss, one of which I think I could use as kind of a nickel or a safety uh, potentially. So able to, you know, really reset the offense. And, and man, um, JSN Downs, Musgrave, Watson, and Dubs. I don't know that you could ask for much more, especially when we talk about like diversity of skill set and what each one of those guys brings to the table. And I know people will be like, well, JSN and Downs probably, you know, both are slot guys and that's fine, but they both can play outside. And there is such a thing also folks as 10 personnel. That is a personnel grouping that, that folks have used, you know, um, more than once. But I, I, I do think that, you know, JSN played a ton of slot also probably partially because of the type of players he was around and Josh Downs just in the last couple seasons here has plenty of, of uh, snaps out wide. I mean, he had 136 snaps last season out, out wide, uh, which is not a ton but it, it, it does show that that he can do it. And uh, I, I get that he's probably, yes, a slot guy. And certainly, um, 
projects there. But like I said, people play 10 personnel, people substitute. Um, I got two really big outside receivers in, in Dubs and Watson last year. Let's, let's double dip in the slot this year. I'm okay with that. Right. And, and I'm with you. And I think, I think JSN can play on the outside pretty easily too. I think that's a little bit overhyped. Um, he's big, he's strong. He's not going to run a four, four. That's okay. That's okay. He's he's savvy enough as a route runner. He's strong enough with his hands to get up the line of scrimmage. I think he would be fine. I think it's just a product um, of who he played with at Ohio State, too. Like the right. Good, yeah. Good players. Good outside players, even. Correct. Yeah. And and even this last year, I don't know if he would have had opportunities on the outside either with Marvin Harrison Jr.'s emergence either. But uh either way, like the dude just gets open and he makes plays. And that's um and, and I think you know, looking at it through the lens of, you know, going back to also folks, yards, this, the slot is a thing like Cooper cups, a slot receiver. <laughs> you, you, anybody complaining about that? The slot is a real thing. Cooper cup is the slot receiver that steals reps on the outside too. And that's like what both those guys could do in the NFL. Like it's just, it, it's, it is a very important position in today's NFL and the Packers need to add one because they don't really have one right now. And unless they want to bring back Randall Cobb and he's fine, but he's old, he's old and, probably expensive, you know? So with the whole theme of what you're talking about right now is if you're going to go young, go young. If you're going to rip the bandaid off, rip it off, you know? And, and that's, I think the second most valuable trade chip the Packers probably have is Bakhtiari, even though I think the concern teams would have are the same concerns that the Packers would have moving forward is like, what's up going on with the knee is, is he going to be able to play a full season? Do we have to, um, come up with a unique practice plan for him, all that stuff, which I think if you're a team like the Bengals, you just say, okay, we'll figure it out because he, because we're ready to roll and we are a Super Bowl contending team right now. And I think that would be, you know, if they were to trade David as well, I think they would do him a solid and probably trade him to a team that uh, is in contention right now. I don't think he would net necessarily like a high first round pick, um, but I think a team sitting at the end of round one, might be looking at it and especially like for the Bengals who like, man, our biggest issue right now is who's playing left tackle. Well, there is a, a potential all pro sitting out there for us to have uh, who is he's hurt. He's been hurt, but as far as old, I mean, he's only, he's in his early thirties and tackles can play for a while in this league. I think, and I think David um, is one of those guys. And like what you said too, Ross, I think, you know, it would be one thing if they didn't have Zach Tom just sitting there. And would it, would you like to see more of Zach Tom playing left tackle? Like, sure. But from everything that he showed us this year, what's not to like? I also think it's his best position. Mm-hmm. I don't which, disagree. Which sounds insane when you are talking about the most difficult position on the line. But I, some people think it's center. I, I don't know. I haven't seen that, I guess, at the NFL level. But I think it's his best spot, which that's other aspect of it is like, I, and, and look, I'm I'm completely understanding folks that don't yet believe in Zach Tom. I don't agree with you, but I, I do. I see where it's coming from. I understand the concept. Well, it's scary. It's it's a little bit scary too to sure. say, hey, we're getting rid of our all pro left tackle, and we're just going to insert this fourth, second year, fourth round pick who played well, who played well for us last year at these positions. But you know, it's one thing going out there and, and getting some spot starts. And it's another thing going an entire season. Um, you know, and then the other thing too, I think the kind of the, the, the wild card that they have is still Elton Jenkins. 
because, yeah, sure, he's he's a guard. He's getting paid like a guard, and they kind of moved him back in there. I'd be really curious to see him, if they needed to, to with a full 12 months removed from that uh, knee. Can he go? Can he kick back out at left tackle and play left yeah, tackle? Yeah, because he looked right like tackle. crap at tackle. He did look like crap at tackle. He did. He did, and it even and honestly, when he went back to guard the first several weeks, I don't think he looked like himself until the end of the year. So I would be interested. Not that I would want to put all my eggs in that basket, but that's still an option that they have too. And I mean, let's just be real too, Ross. Like they they do a really good job of drafting offensive linemen. If you can say one thing about Goody, yeah. it is he he really does a good job of of bringing these guys in and getting them ready to play. Um, so that. That that's just a couple ideas that Ross and I had floated. Uh, I'm sure we'll get zero backlash from that whatsoever. Uh, but uh, but that's that, and uh, and that's all fine and dandy. That's what the off season's for is talking about this yeah, stuff. That's all we got for you guys today. We are um, we got we got the combine coming up. That'll be interesting to talk about. We can get into a little bit more draft talk once that stuff is all settled. Uh, speaking of draft talk, make sure you are going to. Uh, PackerReport.com and checking out the Green Bay draft guide that we have that is now powered by Packer Report. Um, and uh, it's it's my pinned tweet. Uh, make sure you're going to checking that out. $8.99 gets you 225 write-ups on prospects, how they'll fit with the Packers. Uh, very specific to the Green Bay Packers. Um, something that every draft lover needs um, on their shelf. They need to have it in their hands. So make sure you go check that out and uh, and you'll love it. You really will. Um, But thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. And until then, go Pack Go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.